The NHS in the UK is ignoring all the scientific evidence and drawing up plans to jab the 12-year-olds. That's a political, not a medical decision, and it's evil. Schools have been told that there'll be no need for parental consent even for 12-year-olds to be jabbed with an experimental drug. Not even the government's advisers seem to think it's safe, but the Bill Gates-funded MRHA says, go ahead. So they're going ahead and soon the toddlers will be jabbed too. Actually, what the government said is so utterly outrageous that in the old days, when Britain had some journalists around, there would be demands for a general election. Gavin Williamson, still the Education Secretary, for reasons no one can possibly understand, said that if the Covid jabs for children, aged 12 to 15, go ahead, parents would always be asked for consent first. But... Officials admitted that if parents withheld their consent, children could still be vaccinated. So there you are, parents, you can all bugger off. The government doesn't give a fig what you think. This is the worst sort of wicked dictatorship. And there's even worse. Journalists report that teenagers aged 12 to 15 will be fine when they're jabbed because research has proved that they suffer only mild to moderate side effects after the Pfizer jab. Let me tell you about this research. The paper I think they're quoting involved 27 children. 27. The 27 children consisted of 16 boys. Most of them, most of the 27 were white, I think. They had a range of coexisting medical conditions and were receiving drug treatment. So they were just normal kids then. What happened after they were jabbed? One child's seizure type changed. The kids had neck pain, low blood glucose, difficulty sleeping, diarrhea, presumed sore throat. I don't know what a presumed sore throat is. And after the second dose, they had between them, remember they're just 27, they had between them vomiting, armpit swelling and blisters around their mouths. Fevers were common too. And that was just in the first few days. What will happen in three months, six months and 12 months is of course a mystery. All okay. Nothing that would worry the rancid Devi Shridhar. I wonder how many deaths she'll be responsible for by the time this is all over. I bet her favourite dinner companions would be Myra Hindley and Ian Brady if they weren't dead. My first book, called Paper Doctors and Long Out of Print, was published in 1977. It deals with medical research. I've been studying medical research for decades and I've rarely come across anything as useless as that one. I'll tell you this, the trial that really matters will take place in a courthouse and will result in long prison sentences when wicked, evil people start jabbing children with this toxic brew. Eye of newt, toe of frog, wool of bat and tongue of dog, adder's fork and blind worm's stink, Lizard's leg and owlet's wing would be a safer bet. Bubble, bubble, boil and trouble. Starting kids on cocaine or heroin would probably be safer. There will be no informed consent, even if the rancid bastards giving the jabs try to explain that the jab is experimental, as international law says they must. Not one 12-year-old in a billion will understand how mRNA vaccines work. They'll be bullied by doctors, teachers and peer pressure and their parents won't be able to save them. Some of the children who are jabbed will die. Some will be permanently disabled. This is cold-blooded, inhuman child abuse 
impure and simple. It's as bad as anything done, as, done at Dachau and Auschwitz. It'll be organised by a corrupt state and it'll be carried out by people who deserve to be hung for their crimes. If I had children of jabbing age, I'd keep them at home and lock all the doors to keep out the bogeymen and women. The war criminals giving the jabs have apparently been told not to check that the needle's in a blood vessel, though many months ago I warned that injecting the toxic gunk of the Covid jab straight into a vein might be more deadly. Schools are to be equipped with 300,000 carbon dioxide monitors to check that enough doors and windows are open. No one in authority cares about whether or not the kids can still breathe through their masks and what happens when the really cold weather starts and the windows and doors are all still open. And while all this is going on, campaigners in Wales are campaigning for a penis to be put on the, on the red Welsh dragon flag flying on public buildings. I'm serious. They used to talk about Nero fiddling while Rome burnt. In future, people will talk about the Welsh campaigners demanding that the dragon on their flag be given a penis while their children were slaughtered indiscriminately. It is, by the way, up to the government's advisers to prove that the shots are essential and safe. They can't do that. We, on the other hand, can prove that the shots are not essential and are killing thousands. This is the killing of the children, and people are letting it happen. GPs complain now that they're being abused by patients. I wonder why that could be. Maybe if they didn't spend all their time pushing an experimental jab, which has already killed thousands and injured millions, they might be more loved. GPs are already well paid, and they're being paid an absolute fortune to support this jabbing campaign. The British government now has over 500 million shots on order. Those who laughed when I said they'd eventually be giving the jabs monthly might like to stop laughing and think again. In Australia, there's talk of perpetual lockdowns. The Covid jab isn't like a drug with nasty, nasty side effects, which go away when you stop taking it. When you have the Covid-19 shot, your body's changed and there's much potential for damage. No one knows what the risks are because, as I've been saying since last year, this is an experiment. Anyone who tells you that the Covid-19 jab is perfectly safe is lying. Any illness the jabs develop in the next two years at the minimum should be regarded as having been caused by the Covid-19 jab. But the problem is that if a child dies after a jab, no one will know officially. The death will be put down as sudden, a short illness, an unexpected illness, or due to a previously undiagnosed health condition. How many children will see Christmas after they've been jabbed? How many won't? No one knows. The people who are allowing this to happen are the ones who let their children go to school to be jabbed, the ones who've willingly downloaded a pinging app, the ones who line up to have the utterly useless PR, PCR test. And the jabs won't be the only thing to worry about when the children go back to school. Huge ads bought by the British government confirm that pupils will still have to be regularly tested using an entirely pointless test, that the NHS test and trace will be responsible for children's nurseries as well as schools and colleges, that some schools may stagger starting and closing times, causing massive inconvenience for parents, and that some schools may still keep the stupid bubble system, and of course the most ignorant of teachers will still insist on mask wearing. People have been tricked into believing what they've been told. They believe 
because the thought that the government, the doctors and the media are all lying is too difficult to comprehend. They've grown up being taught to believe authority and it's a huge leap to accept that they're being lied to by the people they thought they could trust. This is as bad as anything that happened in the concentration camps. They're giving an experimental jab to kids. No one knows what will happen. It's a huge experiment. It's an experiment Mengele would have loved. Many children will die. Many will be made seriously ill. They already have died. Children have already been made seriously ill. No one knows what will happen. The risks are so huge that, as I've said many times before, I don't think the jabbed should be allowed to give blood transfusions. I wouldn't want to get a blood transfusions from someone who'd been jabbed. Don't the doctors, nurses and others willingly giving the jabs for big fees have children of their own? Don't the journalists who print the government's lies have children? Don't the teachers who will stand by have children of their own? Joseph Mengele, the angel of death, would be proud of all those involved in this vile and unnecessary experiment. The lunatics aren't in charge of the asylum these days, it's the murderers and psychopaths who are in charge. I know of no evidence that proves it's safe or necessary to give this jab to children. And the authorities won't debate the issue. No discussion is allowed. Anyone who questions the official line is demonised. We're asking questions which will never be answered and telling truths which will always be denied. The wretched, treacherous BBC actually boasts that it won't allow doctors telling the truth onto any BBC programmes. Truth-tellers are branded anti-vaxxers and banned from the BBC, indeed, as far as I can see, from every other national TV or radio station, in cowardly and deceitful fashion. They don't mind being rude about me in my absence, but they won't let me into a studio. The truth might startle people. If the government and its advisers and the medical establishment were confident and honest, they'd welcome a public debate. They would know that they'd win and that would be the end of it. But the government and its advisers and the medical establishment won't even dare debate any of this with a 75-year-old retired GP because they know they'll lose the debate. Instead of a useful debate, the discredited Devi Sridhar, who makes Matt Hancock look like a genius and who is not a doctor, let's remember, is an official advisor and a regular performer on television. You only have to look at the number of deaths officially recorded by the US and UK governments after the experimental jab has been given to see how evil all this really is. And remember, the real figure is known to be 10 or 100 times as great. Millions have been hurt or killed by these toxic jabs. The UK government boasts that they've jabbed most people, but that there are now more cases of COVID than ever before. We're told that the NHS, despite all the jabbing, is again at breaking point. No one seems to think that's a contradiction. It's as if the government had boasted that it was forcibly equipping every house with better security, and then added that since doing this, the number of burglaries had gone up. What's the point of a useless, dangerous experimental drug that doesn't do what people think it does and which kills or maims loads of people? I'll tell you, it's deliberate. It's an exercise in control and compliance and genocide and an excuse for lots more jabbing and lots more killing. How can people not see the contradictions? Why do so many stupid people still believe what they're told by politicians, advisors, doctors and journalists? 
You don't have to believe what I've said, but the doubters should note that all my predictions and warnings over the last 18 months have been accurate. You can check them out. Most of my videos and articles are still available. The only videos unavailable were banned by YouTube for containing too many truths. And the transcripts are all there on vernoncoleman.com. The bottom line is that everyone who watches this video does something every day, sends a video to a stranger, for example, then this would be over. Together, we have the power. There are more of us. We control the money and the votes. So don't buy newspapers. Do it legally, but don't pay the BBC license fee. Don't buy any BBC products. Tell big companies you'll boycott their products if they advertise in national newspapers. Don't subscribe to Sky. These people are the enemy. The sad fact is that your government wants you dead. They've killed off many of the elder, elderly, and now, with the help of people like Devi Shvitar, they'll kill the children. Sadly, most people do nothing. They moan about what's happening, but that's all. I've spent all my waking life fighting this war for 18 months because it's the most important fight in human history. We send out thousands of leaflets to doctor's surgeries, to schools and local councils. You have to do the same because it'll soon be too late. It's almost too late to save the children. Just think how far they've come in a year and a half. Millions are still wearing masks, practicing social distancing and obeying rules that no longer even exist in England. Millions have accepted a jab that doesn't do what they think it'll do, but may do what they've been told it won't. I know a lot of people have done a great deal, but too many haven't done anything useful. Tweeting and updating your Facebook page does no good at all, because you're merely communicating with people who already know what's happening. Libeling me because I don't do this or don't do that does no good at all. We have to reach outside the resistance. I've made about 250 videos now, many of them banned and deleted. If everyone watching them had done something every day, then this would all be over now. And it can still be over if we all do things. Thank you for watching An Old Man in a Chair. Please subscribe to my channel on Brand YouTube and spread my videos about on other platforms such as BitChute, Parler, Brighton, Odyssey, Gab, Rumble, Libri, Twitter, Facebook and so on. There isn't much point in putting them on BNT because they're already there. Many thanks to those who put them elsewhere. Please do translations too. Thanks as always to Mohammed Butt and Brand YouTube for providing the platform. For the record, this channel has not been monetized. None of my videos ever has been. Don't forget to watch my friend Dr. Colin Barron's amazing videos, always pertinent, always entertaining. Visit the dailyexpose.co.uk, iconic.com and thelightpaper.co.uk. Please visit my video, uh, my websites, vernoncoleman.org and vernoncoleman.com. Finally, though it may feel like it at times, please remember you are not alone. More and more people are waking up, and once they're awake, they don't go back to sleep. If we're going to win this war, then we have to fight hard, and we have to fight with passion, determination, and with the facts. Distrust the government, avoid mass media, and fight the lies. Thank you for watching An Old Man in a Chair.